You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. So today on Spot On, boy, do I have a treat for you. We're going to be talking about the plant-based athlete. What is this whole thing about plant-based athlete? Is it hype or is it fact? I mean, can you be plant-based and be an athlete? What started me on this is I started reading that several high-profile athletes like the world-famous Venus Williams, reportedly is following a vegan diet. And right here in the Boston Celtics, Mr. Irving here, he's a guard, and he admitted that at the beginning of the 2017-18 season that he switched to a vegan diet, and he said it made his body feel amazing. So I just really wanted to get to the bottom of this. And is this something that's healthy? Is it a fad? You know, what's the best way to fuel your body for your workouts, whether you are um, serious or just like a weekend warrior? So I went to the source, and I have a guest today on Spot On, Miss Nancy Clark. And she's a registered dietitian, but she is internationally respected registered dietitian, sports nutritionist. She is board certified in sports dietetics. Let me tell you something, um, that's a challenge to be, it's a hard test to pass. Before we start our um, segment here with Nancy Clark, let's go to the streets and find out when active people think about how to fuel your body, what foods do they think of? So I do martial arts and I do a lot of bicycling. And when I think about the food that I need to fuel my body, I think about high-protein foods, low-fat or low-carb foods. I played volleyball when I was in high school, and in terms of food that can fuel my body, I would think of carbohydrates like oats or banana. I am a dancer. When I think about foods that fuel my body, I tend to focus on protein. This is the Nancy Clark who started sports nutrition, you know, 35 years ago. And she has helped thousands of her clients from ordinary mortals, that's like you and me, to Olympians. She's worked with the Boston Red Sox, the Bruins, the Celtics. All right, she's from New England, so obviously these are all New England things. She works with uh, college athletes, the Boston College, which, you know, here Boston University against them in hockey, so I hope you're still not working with them. But Tufts and Brandeis, her best-selling book, Nancy Clark's Sports Nutrition Guidebook, is like the Bible. I mean, this is the Bible about how to eat to compete and how to eat to fuel your body. And it's in its sixth edition, and it has sold over 750,000 copies. And you're ready for this? She has a column every week called The Athlete's Kitchen, which appears in over 100 sports publications. So I'm sure you've probably read something about her and didn't even realize that it's the same person. But here it goes. You ready? Miss Nancy Clark photo and her advice appeared on the back of the Wheaties box. Wheaties cereal, the breakfast of champions. So with that, let me welcome Nancy Clark to Spot On. 
Well, thank you for that very nice introduction. And it's a lot easier to be in the back of the Wheaties box than the front of the box, I must admit, though. <laughs> okay, I wanted to tell you that Venus Williams was on the front, okay? She was on the front, the front of it. So first of all, before we even start with this whole plant-based diet for athletes, how the heck did you get on the Wheaties box? Wheaties was doing an education campaign and so that, you know, on the front of the box, they always have these top athletes. And on the back of the box, they wanted to have nutrition education and some fitness tips and coaching advice. So I happened to be the lucky person who got to answer the sports nutrition questions. What year was that, hon? That was, oh, glory, 19, it was the Olympic series. So 1988, 92. Spot on, listen, this is what I said in the beginning. She is the person. So this is like way long time ago that you were onto this sports nutrition and how to fuel your body to better perform. So, I mean, she was the person and here, you know, Wheaties, which you often call the breakfast of champions. And that was really the reason why they started putting all these elite athletes on the front. So they went to Nancy Clark and said, you know, What's your advice? And she was on the back of Wheaties. And we actually have a copy or a picture of her and the Wheaties box. So we're going to put that up on this spot on Facebook page for you to see. But bravo, my dear. What did your children say? Do they get tickled pink when they see you? Do they roll their eyes? Like what? What they say is, she's not famous in our house. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what they should say. (laughs) And that's what's typical any child would say. Yep. Okay, I got it. Yeah. All right, Miss Sports Nutritionist, what is going on here? So what is this whole plant-based diet these athletes are doing? Could you help us? As you know, I have a private practice here in the Boston area, and I see a lot of people one-on-one, and more and more of the people that I'm counseling watch the shockumentary. Some people call it a documentary. I call it a shockumentary, one of these Netflix shockumentaries called The Game Changers. And the Game Changers just cherry picks a lot of information and makes you feel as though you should become a vegan. And if you don't, you are a bad, wrong, sinful, evil person. Um, (laughs) So there's been a whole interest in vegan diets and vegetarian diets, plant-based diets, and there's a lot of confusion about them. So um, what I'm hoping we can do today is sort of address some of that confusion and help, you know, your spot on listeners to find balance among the misinformation that's out there. Nancy, I mean, this is the reason why I started spot on, because the misinformation was out there that I said, I have to do something about this to make sure that our listeners get accurate information. So you're like exactly why I'm doing this podcast. So I was always taught that, you know, carbs is the fuel that the body, you know, loves and to fuel your workouts and to fuel your performance. So are carbs out, but plant-based diets are in, which is, that's confusing to me. So can you explain that? What people need to understand is that carbohydrates are fruits, vegetables, grains. They're any form of sugar and starch. Plants are carbohydrates. So I talk to people and say, oh, I've stopped eating carbs. And I go, what are you eating? Well, I'm having oatmeal for breakfast and whole wheat bread on my sandwich for lunch, and I'm having brown rice for dinner, but I'm not eating any carbs. It's like, no, 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 you are eating carbs. But let's just, I hate that word carbohydrate. It is so 
tainted these days. So I really like to talk about grains, fruits, and vegetables, because those are the main source of carbohydrate. Dairy has some lactose and milk sugar in it, but let's really focus in on grains, fruits, and vegetables, which are plants. And, you know, they're healthy. Absolutely. And these are the kind of diets that are recommended. They're science-based. I like to call them plant-forward. So in other words, your diet has more fruits and vegetables and grains and monitor amount of protein sources, which could be plant-based, like soy or whatever, or it could be from animal, like, you know, chicken and dairy. So really, the diet that's often recommended is plant-based. Right? Yeah, precisely. And I, I love the way that Dr. David Katz presents it. He says, this is the way you want to look at it. You have a diet that's based on grains, fruits, and vegetables, and then you plug in the protein of choice. For some people, they plug in hummus. Others plug in Greek yogurt. Others plug in a hamburger. Others plug in some chicken. So everybody should be eating a plant-based diet, which is the Mediterranean diet, the DASH diet. My plate is all these plant-based diets that are known for their health qualities. But it's just the protein source that changes. Can you eat a plant-based diet and assume you're going to be a great athlete and a great performance? What's the connection here? What happens is in our nutrition-confused society, somehow carbohydrates are evil. And so they say, oh, I don't eat carbs. Well, it's really hard to get enough carbohydrates to fuel your muscles adequately. If you're an athlete and training an hour a day, three hours a day, and if you're just trying to get your carbohydrates from fruits and vegetables, your muscles become easily fatigued because it's hard to get enough calories of carbohydrate to fuel your muscles enough without having some bread or rice or grain of some sort. So I'm seeing that they're staying away from the carbs, which the starchy foods that they see as being bad. And then they come to me complaining about how tired they are. And they're tired because their muscles are depleted of glycogen. When you eat bread or pasta, it breaks down into glucose and the glucose gets stored in your muscles as glycogen. And when the glycogen is used up during exercise and becomes depleted, that's when you hit the wall. That's when you're exhausted. That's when you bonk. So these well-meaning, healthy athletes, well, who are trying to eat healthfully, are cheating themselves. It's kind of backfiring unless they do eat a lot of grains, in which case they can say, oh, I feel so much better Um, because instead of having a great big steak for dinner, they start having more burritos and more plant-based foods, and then they get more carbohydrates in that. So there, there are different kinds of athletes. I mean, those that stay away from carbs because they think they're fattening, which they are not, and they try to eat a low-carb, high-protein diet, which doesn't work. Or there are those that do eat a balanced plant diet with a foundation of grains, and then they get enough calories to fully fuel their muscles. So this is really interesting, Nancy, because you're right. Because we're hearing, you know, oh, oh, I don't eat anything white, which I can't even stand that because cauliflower is white, for goodness gracious. And so are bananas. (laughs) Yes, which we we love with bananas. Okay, so what has happened is um, they're getting misinformation and they are not, they're trying to be active or make their workouts more efficient and go longer, yet they're just trying to eat 
broccoli or apples with their meals or fruits and vegetables, and they're not really eating enough of the dense carbohydrates, which would be your grains, you know, like you said, the pasta and, and the bread mm-hmm. um, and, and the oatmeal. And so you, they go off whether they're going to do, you know, be training for something really serious or even just the weekend warrior where they start out working out and their glycogen stores, like they get in the car and the gas tank is on only a quarter of a tank and they want to, you know, go and drive far with that car or work out far, but they didn't fill up their glycogen tank. You, you, you got it. You got it. Yeah. What else are good carbs that people should be eating? I look for oatmeal. I look for whole wheat bread. I look for brown rice. But there's not a good food or a bad food. As you know, there's a balanced diet and an unbalanced diet. So bad carbs tend to be the white carbs. But something like white rice actually is fortified with iron when you have these so far refined grains, they actually, they add iron, B vitamins, and zinc to them. And so that they aren't bad. Iron is an important nutrient for athletes. And if they're not eating red meat, which many plant-based athletes are not, they need iron in order to prevent iron deficiency anemia, which can make them feel exhausted. And it's a real problem among female athletes, but also among male athletes as well. So if you have breakfast cereal, that's you know, enriched with iron, then it's okay. So many people are looking for all natural foods. Well, all natural foods are fine, but there's also a place for foods that are fortified or enriched. And they can't claim to be all natural if any vitamins or nutrients are added to them. And so that like white bread has vitamins added to it. And there's a reason why they're added because there are nutrients of concern. People weren't getting enough of them. So the dietary guidelines are that half the grain should be whole grain. It's because folic acid is added to refined grains. And folic acid, among women that might get pregnant, it helps to prevent birth defects. What happens if you do like a only plant foods and not enough protein? Now what happens? When you have, and I, and I see this, people that have their salad and they put in quinoa for their protein source because they've heard that, oh, quinoa is a good source of protein. Well, it does have some protein, but only like a cup of quinoa would have maybe six grams of protein. And the target is 15 to 25 grams of protein per meal. <laughs> and, and so it's plant-based and they've got their fruits and they've got their grain, but where's the protein? You know, with time, they will not be able to heal. Every time you train, you get these little tiny micro injuries that need to heal and protein is a part of the healing process. The immune system relies on protein. Red blood cells need protein. Your hair needs protein. So I see people, you know, when they come into my office, um, yeah, I can look at them and I can tell who's not getting enough protein. How can you tell, Nance? They have a grayish look to their complexion and they complain about having acne and they, they have a splotchy, splotchy look and a gray look. But I look at them and I can just tell who gets protein and who drinks milk. And if, you know, milk drinkers and people that get enough protein have a whole different complexion than those without it. That is so interesting. So in the 2020 vision, you can look and say what they're missing in their diet. 
Now, you need protein to build muscles, but you also need carbohydrate and weight resistance training to build muscle. Isn't it a combination? Yeah, you need carbohydrates to fuel the muscle. It gets stored in your muscles as glycogen. And when you lift weights, you deplete that glycogen. Then you need the protein to build and repair the muscle. So you always want to think carb-protein combinations. So apple, cheese, banana, peanut butter, hummus, and pretzels, you know, carb protein. And you can be plant-based and you can be vegan and still get carb protein combinations. But just think carbs to fuel and you want three times more carbs than protein. So three times more grain. So your plate is, you know, lots of rice and lots of vegetables with some chicken. And most people have lots of chicken with maybe no rice and um, a pile of vegetables. So that the vegetables are nutrient dense, like one piece of broccoli will give you all the vitamin C you need for the day. But if it's without the grain, then you'll just feel tired. And then they think, oh, I need to take vitamin B12. That's because I'm tired. It's like, no, 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 you need grains. (laughs) You said something just interesting about 15 to 20 grams of protein in each meal. That's called like protein pacing. Can you explain that? Why do you need to spread it out throughout the day? Well, for athletes in particular, but everybody, in fact, a dose of protein lasts for about four hours in terms of building muscle. You just have oatmeal for breakfast, a salad for lunch, and then you have like five pieces of chicken for dinner. There's been a protein desert for the past 24 hours. The chicken you have for dinner lasts you for about four hours in terms of building and repairing muscles. And so that there's been a protein desert for, you know, 20 hours. So that for athletes where musculature is important and healing is important, you want to have a dose of protein at least every four hours. As people age, their protein needs actually increase. And I'm particularly concerned about, you know, grandma and grandpa, and they aren't getting nearly enough protein, but it's also not paced very well. And as people get older, they get frailer and their muscles break down. And so it's very important that grandparents have eggs for breakfast and tuna fish for lunch and nuts for a snack or yogurt for a snack and and their protein at dinner as well. All right. So so I got this little pace. I'm going to pace the protein uh, throughout the meals and snacks, no matter whether you're working out or not. But also, um, you know, protein should be dating carbohydrates. Is that really what, you know, you should go out together? Precisely. When we talk about protein, what about these meatless burger type of, is the protein in that good? I'm I'm hearing a lot about that. Yeah, the protein in it is is fine. The price tag is outrageous. (laughs) And are they healthier? You know, they put in coconut oil, which is saturated fat, which I question if that is healthier than the natural fat you get in a, you know, in a lean hamburger. They're so highly processed and generally plant-based athletes or plant-based people in general is highly processed your vision of plant-based. I mean, my vision of plant-based is more natural foods. There's not a good food or a bad food. There's a balanced diet and an unbalanced diet, and faux burgers can be balanced into a healthy plant-based diet. But I really think in the scheme of things, it helps to understand why people are plant-based. And is it to eat foods that are more natural, closer to the earth? So I'm just more concerned that it's very highly processed. It's got a higher sodium content, 
than lean meat does. But, you know, sodium for athletes isn't so much of a problem because they're sweating, they're losing salt. And so to replace it is reasonable. But again, if if you're dealing with people with high blood pressure, that might be a nutrient of concern. We did a whole segment on these kinds of burgers and um, we'll link it when we drop this episode with Nancy. We'll link it on the Facebook page so people can review that. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Because a lot of these garden burgers and veggie burgers are very low in protein. And and people just don't know the context. Like say, 15 to 25 grams of protein. If you're a big Hulk and football player, you probably need 30 or 40 grams of protein per meal. So that there's there's a range, but that's like, you know, three or four times a day you want to be hitting that target. And I also read you wrote something about this. What's the story with nitrates? And are they good for athletic performance and health? Can you explain this to me? Okay, nitrates are in plants, a lot of vegetables. And what these do is they lower blood pressure, like the DASH diet, which is high in fruits and vegetables. The Mediterranean diet, which is high in fruits and vegetables, is a nitrate-rich diet. And we know that it's not only good for health, but we're finding that it's also good for performance. Like athletes know a lot about beets and beetroot juice and beet elite. There are all these beet supplements and beets are a source of nitrates. And what they do is they sort of relax the blood vessels so that there's better blood flow. And so for an athlete, getting better blood flowing to your muscles brings more oxygen and so that you're able to perform better. And it's amazing how effective it is for just enhancing performance. And so a good reason to be plant-based and eat a lot of arugula and lettuce in your salads is to boost up your intake of nitrates. And you might find that you're able to perform better. So many people, when they go on a plant-based diet, they say, oh, I feel so much better. And is it because of the nitrates? Is it because they're taking better care of their microbiome, which we know is the gut is connected to the brain? Or is it because they've stopped eating junk food? The question is always, what were you eating before? And generally, before they were eating the sad diet, the standard American diet. I love that sad standard American diet, which we know is rich in sugary beverages oftentimes and and foods that may have sugar, which is a carbohydrate, but doesn't give you all the wonderful nutrients that the oatmeal will give you. So I see the standard American diet as being a pretty hit or miss diet, whereas a plant-based diet, people have to put more thought. If they're going to be vegan or vegetarian, they got to plan ahead. And so they're more responsible with their eating and their food choices. So Ms. Nancy Clark, um, this is great information. If I had to give three little tips to our listeners here, what would they be? A plant-based diet does not have to be vegan or vegetarian. It can just be you have a foundation of grains, fruits, and vegetables, and then you plug in your protein of the day. And that could be a plant protein. It could be an animal protein. It could be a dairy protein. My second tip would be to eat evenly throughout the day. You need protein at least every four hours. So breakfast at 8, lunch at 12, snack at four. Actually, I call that snack at four. I call that a second lunch. So it's food instead of whatever. And then dinner at six, seven, eight. If you're up till midnight, you know, second dinner at midnight. If you're up all night, first breakfast at four. But every four hours you want to be eating. And by having protein in each of those meals, that will help to optimize muscle building and help to prevent muscle breakdown. And the third tip is always combine carbs and protein together. 
because carbs fuel protein builds and repairs. They have two separate jobs. And athletic people tend to think, oh, if I eat more protein, I'll build more muscle. No, that's not true. If you lift heavy weights, you build more muscle. You need grains to fuel the weightlifting and you need to surround that workout with carb protein combinations. So you fuel up and refuel with carbs to fuel, protein to build and repair. Then you'll be able to optimize and get the best results from your workouts. You know, I said before that, that carbohydrates and protein should be dating, but maybe that's too severe. Well, just, just let them hang out together at each meal or snack, right, Nance? Yeah, they're, they're good friends. All right. Nancy Clark, the sports uh, dietitian guru, I can't thank you enough for sharing your expertise on Spot On. I'm very honored to be on Spot On. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?